It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast on the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros General Manager James Click as we are uh, every Sunday as the Astros uh, wrap up this series and road trip in uh, Minneapolis against the Minnesota Twins. And uh, Dusty Baker announcing earlier today, James, that uh, Lance McCullers will be back in the rotation, made one rehab start on Thursday for Sugarland. He's going to be back in the rotation on Tuesday when the Astros open up that homestand uh, against the, the Texas Rangers. And Jake Odorizzi is going to be piggybacking him. That was originally going to be Odorizzi's day. So there's quite a bit to unpack there. I guess, first of all, with McCullers, uh, you guys saw enough in that in that one rehab start. Was that the thought all along that was to give him just one and, and hopefully that would be enough? Uh, it was the hope all along. Uh, you know, these kind of things are always being reassessed. Uh, and the fact that he came through there feeling good and healthy, uh, you know, this was such a minor thing with his shoulder that, that we really didn't think we needed more than one, but you never know until you get out there. But, uh, but yeah, we're happy to have him back. Excited to see him back out the mound against Texas on Tuesday. Meanwhile, Jake Odorizzi obviously had been in the rotation. He is relatively recently returned from injury as well. Uh, what led to the decision to have him piggyback at least this turn through as opposed to, say, taking someone out of the rotation or going with a six-man rotation? Well, it was just the schedule with the off day tomorrow, kind of where Lance lined up and where Jake lined up. Uh, Jake, uh, we talked to him yesterday. He is rounding into form. He's starting to get his – his legs and his mechanics underneath him. And, you know, he knows he just needs more reps, more starts to, to continue to get his pitches uh, where they need to be. And that's part of the decision in here as well. And, and why we are uh, with the 20 games in a row planning to have him go uh, next Monday. Uh, and at that point, we'll basically be in a six man rotation. Uh, beyond that, I'm really hesitant to, to plan. Uh, these kind of things are going to be constantly reassessed. Uh, workload monitoring is going to be a big part of this. Performance monitoring is going to be a big part of it. Um, but I've, I've found as a general rule in baseball that every time you plan out a rotation beyond maybe, you know, tomorrow, <laughs> it very rarely lines up the way that, uh, that, it, that you want it to be, uh, to line up. And, and we just can't for, forget the fact that, you know, it was two weeks ago, we had three or four guys on the, on the aisle at the same time. So, um, not to say that these things will work themselves out. Um, but this is the plan, at least for the immediate future, but we will constantly reassess to make sure that we get both the, the best guys out there and to make sure that everybody's health, uh, is taken care of. How much is this discussion about the six man rotation going for it through at least one turn, as you mentioned, uh, not this turn, but the next turn through how much of that has to do with what Luis Garcia has done since being in the rotation? Well, it's not just Luis, it's everybody. Uh, you know, we, we have, uh, uh an embarrassment of riches right now, but, we can go from having six starters to having three starters overnight. And it's something we're very cognizant of, but certainly you can't say enough about what Luis has done out there. We knew 
how talented he was. That's why he started game four in the ALCS for us last year. Uh, but he has definitely taken a, a big step forward. Uh, and, and it's been really, really fun to watch, uh, watch him develop, watch him continue to uh, use the stuff that he has and, and continue to learn how to pitch. Uh, so you can't say enough good things about him. Uh, but these are the conversations that we wanted to have this year. You know, how, how do we take six quality starting pitchers and get them enough workload? And, and in some sense, you know, seven starting pitchers with, with Christian Javier. So we have a lot of guys that we feel good about right now. Uh, we'd much rather be having this conversation about how to get all of those guys, the work that they need to continue to perform and develop than having the conversation on the other side where you're scrambling to try to find innings and coverage. Jason Castro played on, on Friday, his first uh, rehab game coming back from the Achilles injury. He's slated to play again today uh, for Sugarland. Uh, could we see him back on this on this homestand, maybe even for that first series against the Rangers starting Tuesday? Yeah, we'll talk to him after he gets through the game today and determine if that was enough to get his timing back and his workload back where it needs to be. Uh, I don't want to continually say that we're going to say, I don't want to use the phrase continually reassess too often, but we're going to continually reassess uh, where we are with that. So let's just get through today, see if uh, see how he comes through today, how he feels, and then we'll make a call. No, Framber Valdez getting the ball today, and I don't know that enough can be said about what he's done since he's come back, uh, you know, four innings in his first start, but then the last two starts uh, going deep in the games like we saw last year and also doing it against a very good lineup in the in the Boston Red Sox. I mean, we've talked about how he's exceeded all timetables in terms of his comeback from uh, the fractured finger anyway. But I mean, I don't I mean, if I told you after that injury that Fromber would be pitching into the eighth inning in June this year, I, I mean, I think you probably would have done somersault. Yeah, I'm, I'm having to resist the temptation to go break other people's fingers to see if that improves their pitching. <laughs> um, no, in, in, in all seriousness, um, I mean, the, the start against the Red Sox uh, the other day, the, the curveball, the movement on it, uh, the location, more than anything, the ability to just pound the bottom rail of the zone and, and get some big swings and misses um, you know, by, by significant amounts on some very, very good hitters, I think says everything you need to, to say about Fromber and, and his continued development. And the stuff has always been there. It's, it's the poise, it's the maturity, and it's the location of the pitches that I think is, is going to continue to unlock what he has. But um, yeah, that, that is a, a fearsome lineup. Uh, and, and he, he got some very awkward looking swings out of them. And any kind, anytime he can do that, it, it means that your stuff and your locations are, are really working. Once again, joined by Astros general manager, James Click before the Astros wrap up this series in Minnesota against the twins and, uh, the trade deadline, uh, July 30th this year, we talked last week about the draft. That's now, uh, the week of the all-star break in, in mid July, uh, normally by this time, the draft is over and you're already thinking ahead toward trade deadline and, and whether you're a buyer or seller and what that looks like, how much does having the draft in mid-July change maybe some of the preparation and some of the conversations uh, around the trade deadline? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely has an effect. Um, we have limited resources in the front office, obviously, that, that we can deploy. And I am spending a lot of time talking to our scouting directors about the draft. I'm spending a lot of time on the phone with other teams, trying to focus on trades to, to help the major league team out uh, and to get ready for the trade deadline. We have a lot of people whose attention is a little bit divided. 
we understand why Major League Baseball did this. I think there are some real benefits to having the draft a little bit later in the calendar. Um, but there's no question that it's it's stretching some people, myself included, a, a little bit thin. It's it's going to have an effect on us. We're still going to be able to, to walk and chew gum at the same time. We'll, we'll be able to get through it. But um, it is flexing new muscles that uh, that we haven't had to to time up before. And, and look, 29 other teams also are going through the same thing. So uh, we're not alone in it, but it does make you wonder sometimes if your attention might be a little bit divided. And so we're going to have to put some things in place to make sure that we're 100% focused on both of them at the same time. The Astros pretty close to the luxury tax threshold, competitive balance tax threshold uh, with some of the moves that were made in spring training. And even before that, uh, how much might that affect uh, what the Astros can do as far as the trade deadline goes? Might that limit some of the, the acquisitions the Astros might be able to make? It's a, it's a factor that goes into it. It is not a hard cap, um, but if you exceed it, there are tax penalties and then there are additional penalties. If you have, if you're engaged with qualifying offers or, you know, both, both coming out, uh, coming in and going out. Uh, so there's an odd inflection point at the, at the, the threshold where if you go over it by a dollar, you incur the same penalties on qualifying offers that you incur if you go over by 19.9 million. And so we have to be cognizant, cognizant of that and factor it in, but that is a calculation that's not uh, completed until the season is over. So there are still opportunities to get creative and try to get some moves that, um, that maximize you know, both the assets that we can acquire now while also minimizing, minimizing penalties that, uh, that might incur later. Uh, Pedro Leon, you know, I was looking at uh, his day by days. I knew he, you know, he was going to play some shortstop. And I mean, for one thing, he's starting to, to swing the bat better now. He's been hitting 345 in the month of June, had a home run yesterday, uh, playing a, a lot of shortstop, way more shortstops in center field. I think he's only played a handful of games in, in center so far. Was, I mean, I know at the beginning of the year, it was, hey, let's expose him to shortstop, see how that goes. But it, I mean, it seems like it's more than exposure at this point. I mean, is Pedro, Pedro Leon more shortstop than center fielder now? Boy, it's, it's a really good question. I, in some sense, you want to say, yes, we've got uh, about a month and a half of minor league season right now to, to see him out there in real life game action. Uh, and, and based on that, we should have a pretty good idea of, of if, is this thing the kind of thing that can, can have some legs going forward? At the same time, you know, five to six weeks of, uh, of baseball sometimes is, is in a lot of ways a very small sample. So we are going to continue to gather information on him, continue to see what he can do there and assess if this is something that, um, that has legs going forward. But you know, the fact that it is still going and the fact that he is still out there and still getting better and still learning, um, you, know, you can see the raw talent, you can see the raw athleticism there. These are things that, that give us a lot of optimism about it. We have a long way to go before we can say positively if, if this is something that, uh, that has a long-term future there. Based on what you've been hearing out of Corpus Christi and the reports you've gotten, what are the biggest challenges for Leon playing shortstop after being mostly a center fielder? It's, it's just the, uh, the experience of it. There are so many things that have to happen at shortstop where you have to almost anticipate how to react. And I've, I've talked to fielders in the past, and they will say things like, they'll draw a mental line in front of them where if the ball is, is to the right of the line, let's say this guy on first, right? If the ball is to the right of the line, then they have to go to first, but if the ball is to the left of the line, then they know they're going to second to try to start a double play. It's almost like training your reactions. There are so many plays that come up at shortstop that there's no substitute for live game action, 
a funny hop, a weird situation, a runner going, a fielder breaking one way, the third baseman coming in front of you, you know, all these little things that happen on, on the field of baseball. These are the kind of things that we just, we need to get reps out there. Uh, we, we feel good about our ability to assess the foot speed, the raw talent, the arm strength, the glove, those kind of things. There's so much weird stuff that can happen at shortstop. Those are the kind of things that we need to get some exposure to. So obviously there are, protocols in the minor leagues due to the pandemic. I know AAA is a little different. AAA is considered like part of the major league bubble, basically, uh, for for pandemic and and, and uh, COVID-19 purposes. Uh, how much, though, does uh, all the protocols maybe complicate promoting guys or moving guys up to another level? Uh, is, is that does that change the calculus at all? Uh, very, very little. Uh, you know, it's it's I, as you point out, it's really that barrier between double A AA and triple A where we need to have guys, depending on their vaccination status, go through a five day quarantine or an enhanced testing period or and get added to the tiers and that kind of thing. Moving guys from low A to high A, high A to double A, you know, there's not really any barrier there. There's certainly some concern about the travel and, and that kind of stuff. But you know, if you're vaccinated and we'll just do, you know, five days of, of rapid tests. And if those all come back negative, then we should be fine. So it, it, it creates a little bit of a, of a question, but we're certainly not going to let that get in the way of guys moving up uh, when they have, have earned it and when they deserve it. All right, James Click, Astro General Manager. Thanks for joining us. And, and here's to a series one today. Let's go get it. Summer is here and the excitement is heating up. Houston Astros single game tickets are on sale now for the remainder of the season. From dollar dogs and Friday night fireworks to bobblehead giveaways and Crawford box home runs. That ball's clobbered. Left field. See ya. Make it a summer to remember. Get your tickets and join us at Minute Maid Park. This season is for the age and we can't wait to spend it with you. Visit astros.com slash tickets for more information and to get your your tickets today and welcome back to astro launch this is steve sparks and uh this is the coach's corner and our guest today is the astros third base coach omar lopez longtime member of this uh, astros organization 12 years as a manager 23 years all told and, and omar you're not wearing a mask last time i got a chance to talk to you was about six weeks ago and you were wearing a mask and a lot of you guys were you know and uh right now you're just getting used to to seeing everybody's faces again aren't we yeah, thank you. Thank you, Steve, for the opportunity once again. And, uh, you know, it was, it's been crazy, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy times in this, uh, in this life. And uh, it took me, and I bet for everybody, like about a week uh, yeah. to feel like uh, uh, I'm not wearing a mask. Not anymore. I'm still wearing at times in some places that we have to walk through or we have to sure. probably spend some, some time and get some coffee. But uh, it was it was weird at the beginning not having something. I feel like I was naked, not having not having a, a, something on my face. But uh, it feels like uh, everything start to coming along and, and be back to be normal soon. You mentioned getting coffee. You guys needed coffee yesterday. A late arrival from Boston two nights ago. Dusty Baker mentioned how proud he was that uh, the Astros fought and clawed their way back into that game, uh, despite being probably very tired, weren't they? Yeah, as soon as uh, we get out of the bus around four, uh, the first thing that uh, uh, Murphy, uh, one of our pitching coaches, and uh, we said, uh, Murph, you know what? This is uh, feels like a, a normal day in Corpus Christi a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> back to uh, back to Corpus Christi around four in the morning, and then you know, like I remember, like days like that, I used to stay in my office 
at the field in my couch and just get up at probably 10 o'clock and, and get my daily routine. But, uh, yeah, it was a, it, it was a, it, it was a, it was a tough one, but, uh, the boys have stepped up, uh, yesterday and, uh, the energy that they did have, uh, it, it was really good. And, and we did uh, fought a lot to, to come back in the game and, and, and win it. We're talking with Omar Lopez. And, of course, you mentioned that you were the manager for the Corpus Christi Hooks. That league in particular is just absolutely brutal with travel. What's, your, what's the biggest uh, horror story for that season? Well, you know what? I wish I can have, I, I wish I can have a, 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 a tough one. You know, what's the, what's uh, but, the longest uh, trip? What was the longest one? Do the, you long, the longest one was uh, to Springfield, Missouri. Wow. It's like, it's like a 14, 14 plus hours. Uh, that's a tough one, but uh, it's the longest one. But uh, you know what? I mean, I don't know how is that works right now with the whole, the whole new uh, uh, way that they're doing everything on the minors. Yeah. But uh I think we had fun. I mean, those 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 long trips, we 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 had fun with with the entire group and uh, the coaches that I have around. Uh, we make it and feel like uh, not not comfortable, but uh, at the same time, like uh, like like good enough to come back the, the next day and, and play. But uh, that was a tough one. Springfield. What are the ones I remember? Oh, the ones. Uh, now I, I got one. That was a tough schedule. Uh, our last year when we started to play in Amarillo, Texas. Oh yeah, it was a hard one. We we I, if I do remember on top of my head, we got like uh, six games at home, and then we have a ne- uh, the next day was off, but we have to travel to Amarillo, Texas. And then on the off day, no, right after our game, our last game at home, we went to Amarillo, and then we got in Amarillo in the morning. Okay, we played for three days, and then we we back down to Midland to home for three and then play back in Amarillo again. <laughs> so it, it was crazy. And to Amarillo, Texas is like a 10 to 12 hours. So it was crazy, but we made it. And, and, and that's the part of the sacrifice that uh, myself, coaches and players have to do in the minors. Once they get here, I mean, they're going to feel the difference. They're going to see the difference how right. it, it, it's hard to, but uh, at the same time, you know, we got more, more, more comfortable uh, ways to, to travel. It's certainly a way a team can get very close-knit in a hurry. Are you one of those types of people who can sleep on a bus or on an airplane? No chance. Yeah. Never, 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 never. I remember uh, in Corpus Christi, in Corpus Christi, I was able to, to kind of work ahead, of, work ahead of, like a week ahead of our lineups, our playing time matrix, our uh, – numbers or spray charts and everything but when when my hours like like when i want to finish it and and i still have like a five six hours i mean netflix and yeah and, and all those uh, those applications was really good to see some shows uh baseball shows uh highlights mlb whatever right. thank goodness for those apps now uh, i was thinking about you last week omar when you guys were playing in buffalo and you in particular, because last year was the shortened, abbreviated season, you're coaching third base in a lot of stadiums that you've never seen. And mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, when you go to Boston or you go to Buffalo and now you guys are in Minnesota, if you have to talk to somebody about the nuances of the outfield or how do you go about that information? Well, in, in, in Buffalo, uh, I didn't call Gary Pettis at all. 
because uh, Gary hasn't coached third base in, in Buffalo. Right. Uh, and so what I what I did basically just exactly what he told me last year when I have to quote coach for the first time in a, in a, in a ballpark. Just and same thing, Dusty also gave me some advice to just walk around the boarding track. Mm. How far is the boarding track? Uh, the distance from the padding to the to the grass, uh, the wind, the ankles, and uh, the grass, low, high. Uh, if it's kind of uh, fast grass, snake grumbles. Do you take and, a baseball uh, with you? Take a baseball. I grab my phone, go, yeah. and uh, and I also wait for or when when you know when the BP time comes, the stretch. I walk around with some of the guys like uh, they never play there, like Tucker, Straw, McCormick. Yeah, uh, and he and shoot some 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 line drive, ground ball down the line, and in, in the angles and left field, center field. The one that we uh we kind of we got to the field earlier that was in Boston, and right away I went outside. Especially the first day that we wasn't able to work out to, to take BP because it was supposed to rain. They put the tarp on. Mm-hmm. I still I, I had a plenty of time to uh, to hit balls off the wall, hit ball. There is like a ladder. In that, in 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 between left center field right there. So make sure they know, and I know how the ball mounts. And also during BP, uh, kind of step on on my my positioning on third base yeah. area to see the balls how how fast uh, the ball fly or not. Uh, if when they hit the when they hit the wall, how hard bounce back or if it goes straight down to have some kind of preparation uh, in every ballpark. And Buffalo, it was crazy. The ball was flying, mm-hmm. it was flying. And and the first tennis we have to play, not too deep, not too shallow, because everything. If we play deep, everything, everything in the air, um, you know, above uh, their head is gonna be gone. Yeah. So you you rather uh, whatever the wind is going in a different direction, you rather play a little in, so you avoid the ball going do do a lot of stuff. Take away some cheap singles. And, Yes, exactly. So actually, in Buffalo, Tucker and 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 Teoscar Hernandez both where they were playing in, and there was low land drive that they were right out of right away sink and tails, and and they, it, it was a, it was hard for them to catch it or to or to read it. So, but the the pop ups, I mean the hard pop ups, I mean they go back and right away they catches it because the, the wind stopped them. The the wind was blowing towards left left center field. You guys are always talking about preventing 90 feet and gaining 90 feet. And as a base runner, mm-hmm. from our vantage point, my vantage point, I always noticed that the Astros, and I'm sure you're a big part of this, are some of the best uh, base runners at the secondary leads. And the secondary lead is when the pitcher delivers the ball, the, the runner shuffles off the base. And they get some distance, and they get a little momentum for a ball hit. And – I don't think enough teams in the major leagues take advantage of their secondary leads. Do you guys harp on that a lot? Every time. I mean, the analytics departments every, every, every I think twice a week or three times a week mm-hmm. uh, because we're able to measure our distance on primary leads and secondary leads. Yeah. Uh, I'll say 90% of our guys are doing a pretty good job getting the primary lead properly, at least they are more than an average in, in the major. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and obviously – Sometimes when we got the information and said the secondary lead is not, it's not, it's good enough, but it could be better right. it's because the primary lead was short, you know? So, and they are avoid to, they're trying to avoid the double up or, or, or if we do have information that catcher back, back pick a lot to first base, they shorten it up. 
but the whole thing is just get the primary properly. And then once the secondary lead you, you, you execute it, you don't have to be over aggressive. It's going to be under control because you're already in a good position for your primary lead. So, but we've been doing good. We've been getting information from the, like I said, the analytics department um, and, and, and to try to make, make sure these guys are consistent uh, on a daily basis on every pitch of one out, two out, especially with two outs. That's when we have to take, uh, be a little bit more aggressive to be able to, to, uh, to, score or to advance to the next phase i mean these guys yeah with the replay that we have in these times i mean just this is a game of uh, inches Mm -hmm. you know i mean well i mean half one inch that's right i mean it could be it could be the key and third on second home play too i tell you what it's really noticeable so uh, i applaud you guys for that can you talk to me for just a second talking with omar lopez the astros third base coach about the impact of martin maldonado on this entire team Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, last night after our game, uh, I said we have four four pitching coaches here. Right. We got four pitching coaches. We got uh, Stromy, we have uh, Josh Miller, we have Bill Murphy, and we have Martin Maldonado. Yeah. Sometimes uh, Martin, I mean, Stromy doesn't have to go out there and, and make a visit. Uh, actually, I think out of the, the visits that we have uh, allowed, I mean, Martin takes three. And, and, and that's very important, the way that he leads – uh, our, our guys behind the plate, our, our guys in the clubhouse, especially the young, the young Latin, Latin players, like right. they're getting experience for the, they, they get, they're getting exposed for the first time or second time or second year in the round and the big, that's, that's been a, a big, big kid for us. Is there any point uh, when you guys go back into the coach's office after a game and just laugh about this Astros offense, about how good some of those hitters are? Um, we always uh, basically mention like um, our, our guy is unbelievable. Yeah. That's what, what I hear a lot. And what I, I'm always uh, mentioned to Joe Espada is like coaching third, especially in this team, is, is it, I'm not saying it's not easy. It is hard on every team. But in this particular team with the type of players that we have, you know and I know that every single inning, there is a big chance that I'm going to have action. So I have to stay locked in. Mm. I have to be basically, I remember this from a former coach that I have a long time ago. One of my mentors, he said, when you go back home as a coach, as a manager, you have to be mentally exhausted. Mm. If you're not, if you're nice because you don't think about it, you don't anticipate it, you don't prepare yourself. You always, you basically were in some other area, some other, your brain was in some other spot, but not on the field. Right. So mentally, I'm exhausted because every single, every single game, every single inning, you know, this offense is gonna, is 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 gonna create something that is gonna put me in place to to have some action. And after the game, every time I say, "Wow, we we can hit!" Like last night, like Julie, 99, three one count, hit a homer. That ball was like, I don't know how how high, letter high, letter high. And he was able to hit that. I watched the video over and over. I said, how this guy with the bat here yeah. and, and goes down. And I always remember, Julie, Julie, when I managed in, Caribbean, in the Caribbean series, uh, and I think it was in 20, 2014, we're facing Cuba and Julie in the whatever in the the regular season schedule game that we have, we only play one time, and then the semifinals against Cuba. 
Judy went four for four against us, and we ended up winning that game five to two, something like that. But he went four for four. But they got this fine. They got uh, uh, Cepeda, and and when we went to the semifinal, I said, I'm not gonna pitch to Juli. And I ended up walking three times. Mm. But this fine and the other two guys ended up killing me <laughs> in the game too. <laughs> but but Julie was impressive. But I'm talking about 14. We're talking about six, seven years ago. So it was crazy. And, we talk and, about and it sometimes, that, Omar. We talk about, man, I wish we could have seen Yuli at the major league level during his prime because we've seen him in his 30s. I'd love to have seen him in his mid to upper 20s. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. How about the home run by Altuve in Boston? Unbelievable. That swing. Yeah. Explain me. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's just you can, as a third base coach, I have to be lucky and I cannot have said, okay, no, we're facing, we're facing the best pitcher right now in baseball. I mean, this team is capable to do damage to any type of pitcher in the, in this game. Well, you're doing a great job. I know everybody misses Gary Pettis, but you're filling in remarkably. Uh, I know everybody's ready for you to get back over to the first base side of things, because that means Gary's in full health, but uh, Omar Lopez, man, you've been doing it a long time in this organization. They're lucky to have you. And, we are two today, so thanks for catching up with us a little bit. No, thank you, Stevie. Thank you. Appreciate it. You got it, man. Young Astros fans, it's never too early to show off your Astros pride. With the season in full swing, be a part of the official Astros Kids Club today. Kids 12 and under can join the Astros Buddies Club and receive a buddy's backpack, cap, socks, and access to exclusive events and activities throughout the year, all for only $25. What's even better, it will get shipped right to your door. For more information and to purchase your Astros Buddies membership, visit astros.com slash buddies today. Questions for Astros Manager Dusty Baker. So do you have any better idea on McCullers, Castro, when you might see them uh, coming back? Well, Castro uh, caught a, um, a lot of pitches. He played five innings, and, and he caught almost 200 pitches. We wanted him to go longer, but that's a lot of a lot of pitches. I think he's, he's, yeah, he's playing a day again, so... We'll make a determination on him after today. McCullers is starting on Tuesday. Dusty, what does that mean for the rest of your rotation for that Rangers series? Have you guys decided how you'll go forward? Yeah, that, well, yeah, of course. Uh, so we'll go with Grinky on uh, Wednesday. Dusty, uh, any changes to today's starting lineup? Uh, yeah, well, we got Carlos back in there, you know, and uh, we got Straw back in there. Uh, we got Stubbs catching. Uh, Maldi's, you know, uh, feeling his hamstrings are, are tight, but we got to take care of him. That gives him two days off. Plus, Stubbs has caught Valdez probably more than Maldi has in the minor leagues. And uh, and then um, Michael uh, is DH and, and Alvarez is playing left field. With Lance coming back, uh, what does that do to your rotation? Are you guys? Is someone coming out of the rotation, or how are you going to handle it? No, no. Remember, I told you yesterday that you know we might, you know, go with the six, you know. But uh, what we're going to do initially is um, is piggyback Odorisi with uh, McCullers on Tuesday, since that would be his normal day to pitch as well. Dusty, with Odorizzi specifically, um, you know. How how open has he been to this to piggybacking and that kind of stuff? And how built up and how how much do you think he can give you? How much do you think who can give me? 
Odorizzi. McCullers? Both. Yeah. McCullers and Odorizzi, both. Yeah, well, you know, McCullers, he pitched four innings down there, and then uh, Odorizzi's pitched five innings, so if things go right, uh, uh, McCullers give us four and Odorizzi give us five and we close the game out and we win the game. And then, and then we'll, we'll, uh, you know, have to make up, uh, you know, going forward, you know, there's a point that, um, you know, we would go to a six and the next start for Odorizzi is scheduled. Don't, 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 put, don't put it in cement because I don't want to be a liar. So it's scheduled for June 21st versus Baltimore. Dusty, could you just talk a little bit about this team defensively? Obviously, Brantley makes a big grab last night, but just where this team shapes up in terms of ones you've managed defensively? Well, yeah. I mean, any championship team there is, most of the time you have to catch the ball unless you just have tremendous, tremendous strikeout pitchers. And uh, uh, I'll tell you, um, I mean, this team can catch the ball, and, and and we work on catching the ball. And I think Mike Michael Brantley's underrated as an outfielder because they see him older, not the same speed he had, but he takes great routes. Uh, you know, Tucker's getting uh, a lot better. Uh, Straw is working tirelessly. He's he's getting a lot better. The up the middle is is unbelievable. Um, I mean, you see Jose has returned to form and even better and uh you know Yuli is potential golden glove as well as Bregman and it matches up probably with um my San Francisco team my first team that I had I mean I had uh, at the end of the year I had golden gloves from my catcher Kurt Manwaring Robbie Thompson second base Matt Williams one of the best that I, that I ever had and also uh, I think we had uh, Barry Bonds, and also on that team, former Golden Gloves and future Golden Gloves, and Royce Clayton, um, Darren Lewis in center, Will Clark had already had one, and Willie McGee already had one. So, you know, if, if that ball stays in a ballpark or if it's on the ground, then you got a good chance of being out. Anything else for Dusty this morning? Oh, Chandler, go ahead. Yeah, Dusty, I just want to clarify. So Luis Garcia is going to stay in the rotation for now. And when you guys go to a six-man, so. I didn't say anything about Garcia coming out. Well, I, I just I just, wanted, I just want to be clear. So, so Odorizzi and McCullers will piggyback on Tuesday. And then Odorizzi will make his, or he's scheduled to make a traditional start after that. And you guys right. will be in a six-man rotation. Right. Okay. I, I, because, I just wanted... Yeah, we got Grinky Wednesday, Urquidy Thursday, Garcia Friday, Framber Saturday, McCullers scheduled next Sunday, depends on how he comes out of this, uh, and, and then Odorisi. Now, it could be Odorisi if, if, if McCullers, you know, has a setback or, or something, you know, on Sunday the, uh, the 20th, but that's that's what we are right now. Okay. I mean, you know, man, and, and, you know, we're going to need everybody because, you know, we're starting that 20 in a row streak, you know, so that's why I'm getting guys sharp now, playing them some now, um, you know, like yesterday, uh, Garcia and then Jones and then McCormick and center and then, you know, Stubbs catching because we're going to need, 
I mean, everybody from the bullpen to the to to the starters to the bench to everybody. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast on the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way.